joined this afternoon by Linus Lundquist, finished P3 today in race number one. So how did race number one go? The start looked pretty interesting. So take us through what happened on the start, and, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, um, it was an interesting race, and I think we knew beforehand that it was going to be a rough race because we decided to go on uh, unused tires uh, compared to, I think, the rest of the top five or top six, which which went on new. Um, but I knew also that my one opportunity was maybe going to be in the start of the first lap. And, uh, yeah, David got a good getaway, and then uh, there was a gap in uh, going into turn one. And, um, yeah, I went for it. Obviously, uh, I think the top four guys obviously <laughs> ran there right through the chicane. Um, and after that, I think uh, we never really had the pace to, to truly challenge them. And then I tried to defend as hard as I could with, with Kyle, um, but he sent one around the outside into one and, uh, and yeah, made it stick. So good for him. But obviously, I'm, I'm kind of happy being back on the podium because it's been a while. So, uh, yeah, happy with that and looking forward to tomorrow. So tomorrow you start on new tires. So I was talking to your teammate, David, outside for a couple of minutes. So he said, Leonis is going to be real fast tomorrow because he got the new tires. So you're feeling confident heading into race two, which is in the morning before IndyCar, I think? 11 a.m., yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the plan, in theory, is exactly yeah. that, that yeah. the other guys have used tires and I have new, therefore I should be fast. But you never know, but we'll see. You know, uh, anything can happen in racing. But I think tomorrow we can... We can maybe lay back a little bit more and see how the races progress and uh, bring out the, the opportunity that, that comes to us. And I think today showed as well the, um, the advantage of push to pass. It's really, really big down this main straight. So hopefully we can we can make a move tomorrow. So what do you think? You, you had two tests and two practices or two tests of practice and qualifying yesterday. You had obviously qualifying in a race today. So you've had a lot of track time in a short period of time here at Portland. What do you think of Portland? I'm assuming this is your first time here. So what do you think of the track so far? So far, so good. Um, maybe not at the top of the list, but certainly not at the bottom. Let's put it that way. Um, I think the good thing is that you know the the team has, has shown great speed, I think, since test one. And obviously in qualifying, occupying one one through four and then one, two, three in, in, in quality two, I think it just shows that the amount of work and effort the guys put in, it, it really pays off. And um, therefore... You know, since we're quick, it's usually a fun track to drive on. Um, but you know, I have a, another couple of favorites up there. So, what are the what, what what are your top two tracks at least so far this year? So far this year, Barber uh, okay. and Detroit. I gotta say, Detroit. Yeah, um, I gotta say as well, St. Pete is up there, but probably not above a uh, Barber. So a lot of people say Detroit, you know, super bumpy, et cetera. So you like that style of racing on on an open wheel car? Yeah, and I think I have some good memories because that was the first time that I was really able to fight for a pole and a win on a street race because uh, that was my third ever street course. So that was like the first time that I, I think I showed good pace on a street course. So therefore, it, it lights me very close to heart. And uh, I think therefore, I'm, <laughs> I'm very much liking the track. So you sit third in the standings overall. So it's been a pretty successful you know, rookie indie light season how would you describe you know, kind of the start of the year? You had expectations versus where you are now. You know, how would you rate your uh, your season so far? I've okay. I would rate my season okay. I think we had a, a really great start to the season, um, and then obviously we we fell back a little bit in the middle of the season. So it's good to be back now on the podium, and hopefully we can build some momentum now going to the to the last few races of the season and finishing a high. So you raced at Mid-Ohio, uh, you've already done a triple header there at least, you finish out the year with the triple header there, does that 
you know, give you a little bit more two, two erases there. Thank, thank you. We have some background help. <laughs> Uh, so you have a, a double header there to end out the year. Does that, you know, having running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! race there a couple times already kind of give you a good indication of listen this is what i want the car to be like come there and you know pick up some valuable points to end the year yeah i believe so and last time we were in mid ohio i think we had some some work to do um and i think now when when we had you know some time to look back at back at it we know what to do and i think it took some time to evaluate going to this third half of the season as well with with some good package and i think that we showed here at portland that everything works and hopefully we can put that to test in mid ohio as well all right, so we have Laguna next. Did you guys get to test there, or will this also be your first time there? Um, I actually got to test there in the beginning of the year. So okay. it's one of one of three tracks that, I w- that I've been to before. Okay. So Laguna, obviously famous for the corkscrew. I don't know. Did you like your test at Laguna, or is it maybe not on the t- – maybe it's towards the bottom of that, that track list? No, no, no. It, it was super fun, and I think it was – my third time in the car when we went yeah. there so uh, I still remember that test just being overwhelmed with <laughs> with the sure. car and happiness and how cool it was and especially a place like Laguna because it's one of those tracks that you know since I was a kid I'd raced that in, in different racing games on PlayStation <laughs> etc so it was very cool going there for the first time yeah. and experience the corkscrew and everything around it so looking forward going racing there to see how that is 
All right, so let's see here. You've got three teammates. You've got, and everybody seems to work very well together here. Rob Howden said on the uh, the PA during during the Indy Lice race that it's a very cohesive group. So what is it like being a part of HMD Motorsports? I know you can only say positive and glowing things since we're surrounded by other people right now, but um, you know, what's it like being part of HMD this year? Uh, it's great, and I think, again, They've shown since day one and race one that you know we are now the the team to beat, and um, it's great to be part of that group. And just the the effort that these guys put in makes you want to put in even more. Um, and it's good to see as well, like having three or four drivers up there all the time to be you know fighting for podiums and wins. And it really gives you good data and feedback, and you bounce ideas off each other, which is which is great. So, one moment this year that you look back on that you wish you had done something differently whether it be an entire race a specific pass or or anything like that uh what do you want me to start (laughs) (laughs) well just pick one uh i mean there there's a few but it's usually just like small stupid mistakes like take race two in indianapolis i think we we should have done an ecp2 there but made a mistake and ran wide and we finished p5 and um st pete race one as well um so there's a few you know just mistakes that you make uh trying to push a little bit too hard but it's all part of the learning curve as well so uh the target's now to to learn from it and trying to finish on a high so looking ahead to 2022 obviously nothing is announced for for you yet but what is your your goal you know if you can't get to indycar is another season of indy lights possible in the budget or however all that stuff works out nothing is impossible in racing i'll tell you that much uh, but we'll see obviously i think my future will depend on a lot how I finish this season as well. Um, so that's the target, but we'll see if I return to lights or the target is obviously to try to go to IndyCar, but we'll see what's going to happen. Um, either way, I'm going to try to do my best and uh, try to uh, win some races. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.